I really enjoyed doing today's episode, uh, probably most importantly because it was humbling. Uh, our conversation is about how HR and OD are uh, key role players in helping to shape and improve an organization. And uh, if there's a secondary theme that I love about uh, our working together is how Joyce and I can be very open to saying, you know, I heard what you said, I'm not sure I agree with it. Or, I heard what you say and I think I'd like to take this part and then add uh, anew. And that's kind of the, uh, uh, you talk about the main theme of a book and the under theme. The under theme is us demonstrating that uh, through our partnership, through our collaboration, can ultimately generate something better than each of us could on our own. So come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Good morning, Bob. Hey, Joyce, how are you? Good, I'm hoping there are listeners out there for whom it's good evening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know we have listeners in um, Germany, so what the heck. Um, I just said to you, I wish we would turn recording on sooner. And we fall into very interesting conversations as we're beginning to tease out what we want to talk about. And here's the wrong thing about that. We're teasing it out thinking we're going to provide an answer or action steps or things that we can number. You know, seven ways to figure out the role of OD in the future. Um, And instead we kind of jump into the pile of ideas. So join Mm. us in the pile of ideas and um, where we began was the need for HR to step forward, and all the articles you see are are saying this, into a real prime role at the top table. And we were lucky enough to be thought of that way. I mean, we were viewed as business partners at the table. Um, And from there, we jumped into what's the relationship between HR and OD, and then what are the common values, and what do you call the overriding function of creating a healthy, productive workplace. And you know what our answer was? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It actually was. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't say HR, and we didn't say OD, and we didn't say organizational effectiveness, and we, what is the umbrella under which the healthy processes of a company live. And healthy meaning it's great for people and great for business. And those exist. Yeah. You know, I I don't know if, I don't think it's unique to HROD, but if I think about an organization, they have values that they want to hold uh, and practice in their behavior. They have uh, you know, goals, whether it be financial goals, whether it be uh, goals in the marketplace. And if I think about most functions, you know, they are there to contribute to accomplishing those goals. Um, and I think that what HR used to play 
was something like an accounting role where kind of their back office behind the scenes, mm-hmm. kind of reporting what has happened. The and compliance. What, yeah, the compliance. And, and if I think about HROD now, it's really shifted to uh, a unique and special role that uh, in all likelihood, not many other people are playing to help shape the organization to be successful, to be adaptable, to be flexible, to be smart, to be human uh, based. Uh, fully human. Fully human. Yes. Thank That's you. copyrighted, by the way, people. <laughs> <'Cause> I'm, <laughs> I'm so irritated that Gallup is putting out a book called Blind Spot. And I, you know, I had my Blind Spot of Power book. I had yeah. to put on hold. I'm going, oh, shoot. <laughs> Anyway, that was an aside. Um, and I, you know, for working for a food retailer, we worked with very progressive people. And I, I'm not sure I know why, but I was talking to someone I know who's worked for the biggies, big yeah. famous companies. And I won't name them because this person was so cynical. Hmm cynical about the leadership. And when he heard me talking, he said, not where I work, not where I've worked. Um, you know, we almost gotten a little tiff about it because yeah. I, I could not believe how backward big, rich, or productive companies were. Because I, yeah. I, quit, I quit. I dropped out saying, I don't know anything anymore. Other people are going to know more than I do. I'm not going to coach. That <laughs> 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 was terribly pessimistic and optimistic. So, um, in other words, there we're not spitting in the wind. There's huge stuff to be done. Yeah. And HR and OD in those old-fashioned terms, I'm not sure what the right terms are, are essential. Yeah. Well, if you think about, and it's funny, I did a uh, – VIP red carpet tour uh, at a nonprofit that I'm affiliated with yesterday. And the person that I was with, uh, who is someone who's applying for a position, um, we walk around the organization and yeah, we were impressed with the decor of our thrift store and, and how uh, absolutely wonderful our backroom operations were. Uh, but at the end of the day, we, we both looked at each other and said, Boy, I'll tell you, these people are amazing. Uh, there's something very special happening here uh, that that literally is 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 the engine behind this organization just growing at such uh, a rapid level. And a lot of it is is it's a human, fully human centered organization for our clients. Copyrighted. For our copyrighted. Volunteers. Copyrighted, copyrighted, don't do it. <laughs> so if I think about HROD as, as, you know, organizations are brick and mortar and systems and processes, but when you strip it down, it's people. And, and how do you create um, a people-centric um, organization that is driven uh, to contribute to the success of a company and its associates or employees? That feels like an answer. It's more of a declaration. No, it doesn't feel like an answer. It feels a little uh, I wanted to say dated, 
but there are this is what we're still saying because there's nothing else to say it's just now that it's getting you know we're obviously the product of the company matters yeah obviously i guess the people didn't matter much or we're you know still in that mechanistic thing that they're cogs that we treat nicely so that they'll turn quickly <laughs> so they yeah. won't much well, oil. You, you used the word compliance a little bit earlier. I think that was often, you know, when you think about how we led, it, it was through compliance. And I'm saying compliance in its broadest definition. So if a boss is in conflict with a worker that doesn't want to do what they want him to do, in comes HR and explains why that person has a right to tell that person what to do. I, you know, so it's, I, I think that is the dated part of HROD. Uh, and then, and, and I think it, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to close by saying, uh, last time or two times ago, we talked about the role of OD from a serving point of view and then from a shaping point of view. Mm -hmm. And I see this conversation residing almost exclusively in the shaping, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and where compliance and other things are more service, uh, employment function, training and de uh, development department, uh, that's kind of the serving. I think the larger role going forward, not that it wasn't in some degree important before, is going to be shaping. Which means getting new ideas. Yeah. And bringing new ideas to the table and being able to sell an idea and to be able to manage the change that idea might bring. That's, yeah. that's leading. And I, I'm going to say I was pretty good at that. Yeah. But I wouldn't have been as an external consultant. So my hat's off. Well, I think externals maybe, and talk to us if this isn't true, do come with skills usually a set that's been developed over time through success that is where your expertise lies. And if it's a fit with the organization, great. But what I liked was the mess of internal work where you could sniff mm. and, uh, and I'm thinking of it was something very simple was I had run a couple big meetings with corporate then a couple big meetings with retail. And I kind of finally looked up and said, and we don't bring these two together because when yep. we funnel down to them. So, and um, I love that everything's kind of thrown up for grabs. Hi, and are there jobs anymore? Are there, is every person just a collective of services that they come and place wherever is needed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, so if I think about flexibility and adaptability, and, and I'll do this in the context of HROD, uh, a vision I have for the future is that when you look at policies, when you look at processes, when you look at structures, uh, that it's almost like uh, what Wikipedia does, meaning Wikipedia is kind of a... Uh, uh, you know, uh, a dumping ground for topics. Yeah. 
yeah, a catch-all for topics, and anyone can go in. It's an open system. And, uh, you know, I envision uh, a day when, when you look at policies, uh, when you look at processes. I'm not saying everyone in the organization can go and make it whatever they want, but I almost see it being as flexible and adaptable as changing the stories that reside in Wikipedia. Heaven forbid, co-created. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of an example of being stuck in old patterns of um, a company that wants to do some change, and they were having very meaningful discussions, pretty meaningful, and they were going to cascade it down. Yeah. And what could have made that a larger intervention would be to do a triangular shape through the organization of one EVP to CF down all the way to the uh, entry point of the company. Do the exact same conversation, but in a different format. Does that structure make sense to you? Did I make that clear? Yeah. I mean, I, I was a big believer uh, in cascading. Uh, the, the only thing is, you know, that was typically the pyramid with the top being leadership and, right. and, and managers and then down to uh, people to get the work done. I almost see it as kind of working like two pyramids, one upside down. So in, in today's world, you have to have that information flowing uh, both ways, cascading up and cascading down. And I'm saying mixing together, not going yeah. between levels, but for that particular conversation on uh, diversity, frankly, yeah, and inclusion is mix it up. Yeah, I, it's I, I would that, agree with it's that. It's not that you start with entry and move up. It's you, you bring the whole kibosh into the room like we did once people, which is I recommend it. We brought all of the human resource department together to do a search conference. Uh, and out of it came a, a new position in the company. Out of it came the first efforts at diversity, which was long, long ago. And um, human resources served as host and hostess. I mean, we hosted yeah. bringing people in from every uh, level of the organization to share that conversation. And from it, new ideas grew. Yeah. Well, you got to yeah. just put a pile in the room and see what comes out. Well, you know, and probably uh, in addition to the things that you described that were wins or successes, uh, we in HR have a tendency to be siloed. So we, we all kind of come under the banner of HR, but comp and benefits doesn't talk to training and development, doesn't talk to town acquisition. That search conference created a visual in the room that, hey, we're, we're all one. And it helped break down some of those barriers or borders that existed between us. That was profound. And I, and I think I'm mixing up two events. <laughs> Just <laughs> making it crazy. Well, I was talking about the Hannaford HR. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and I'm thinking, too, about when we did bring people in from all over the company and had HR host it. 
Yeah. I spent maybe two hours training all of HR, every admin, every executive, everybody, how to facilitate a discussion. And everybody got to be proficient. Everybody did what needed to be done. And it just shows how much talent there is sleeping. And, and it was powerful to have all of HR serving as facilitators for meaningful discussion for the organization. Yeah. Well, you know, the well, expression vertical, well, but I think this is important conversation and illustrative of what we're talking about, uh, what HROD should explore. And that is, you know, it used to be the cascade down and then I added the cascade up. You said, no, you got to put them together and get them in the room. And I immediately thought of vertical slice. Remember that? Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, I think a consultant, bring a vertical slice to the organization Absolutely. together. Absolutely. That's statistically and, valid. Yeah. And I think that is really uh, important. Um, but also, if I think about the search conference, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like a vertical slice to the extreme. <laughs> There's not a slice. The whole pie's in there talking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about so, how's that for a mixed metaphor? I was thinking about the next thing I was going to say, just like in a bad listening class. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was in my own. I was in my own brain. <laughs> so I'm challenging. Yeah. HR and OD and whatever else we're going to call it people to look for new ideas, new approaches, and make them get together with somebody and stretch your mind about it, but make them preposterous enough that you won't do them and then do the thing that's one down from that. Yeah, I and so I'd like to add one uh, thing to what you said, which I thought was spot on. Um, I, I find oftentimes uh, when I'm in a dilemma or have a challenge, I look to outside resources for the answer. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I'm not suggesting that that's not a good thing to do. But oftentimes, you as an ODHR person, you're, you are your own informed best resource. So I, I think when I heard you say start new and be creative and, you know, uh, take some risk, um, I'm thinking that, you know, yeah, let's lean into perhaps other best practices. But at the end of the day, uh -uh. Um, no, you, you, you're uh, probably in the best position to know what uh, a team, a group, an organization needs. No, you're I am not. Complete. Wait a minute. I do have to. We're, we're not the best person. They are. The people are. We're the best yes. gatherers of an idea. Yes. Best practice. Thank you. So get some ideas, then take those ideas to your company and work them. Uh, good, good clarification. Yeah, I, I, I like the expression. Know the answer. I don't even understand the question. So you know, I think reaching out and and uh, you know, oh. it's it's like beyond collaboration. So oh, now see that should be copyrighted. <laughs> well, I think we it's it's time, Joyce. I think we delivered on our promise uh, to make this uh, a wonderful spaghetti session where we teed up a lot of balls, another mixed metaphor. Uh, but I don't know if we got many of them on the green. I think we got a couple of them on the green. I think it's not our job to get them on the green. 
And on that, I'm being quiet. Till the next time. <laughs> See you later, Joyce. Bye. I have a good friend, Pete Duran, who has a podcast called Eating Crow, uh, and it shares stories about how we learn through those cringe moments. And today's episode was a good reminder for me. I found myself taking the lead on putting a stand out there, uh, only to have Joy saying, I don't think so. And uh, I... uh, as much as I have those cringeworthy moments where like, yes, that isn't exactly right, uh, it's nice to have a colleague like Joyce who can help to course correct you. And hopefully what we do in these podcasts is stimulate your thinking to either add on to what you already know and do, or perhaps uh, take a leap and uh, take a risk and trying something new. So that's why we're here. And until next time, we hope you come back. Uh, Be safe.